You are listening to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess Kamkowski, endurance athlete and mindset coach, here to share with you perspectives and contemplations from a 10,000-foot view of life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I hope you're enjoying the show, and I just ask if you are, share it. Share it with your friends. Let Leave a review on Apple Podcast. Help assist me and, and assist, assist everyone who has been feeling the benefits and living the benefits and trickling those benefits to those in their community. Help us all spread this message that we have more <laughs> of a say in life than just to allow life to happen to us, that we can really be an active participant on a level that we never have been before. And boy, oh, wow, the honor of of bringing this and birthing this into the world is just, I got to digest it moment by moment, because if I take it all in and I entertain the fears of, you know, not being enough or pissing somebody off that's not going to work. We got to stay in the moment and present moment awareness, deepening our relationship with the present moment, taking it in, absorbing the absolute preciousness of every breath we get as permission to live. It's such a gift, you guys. And when we do that, we really, we are so available to be our, our best execute our greatest performances, to expand um, our, our scorekeeping of what it means to be freaking amazing in this life. And so let's do this, you guys. Let's get it across the globe. Let's get it into the ears of, of those that, you know, we can see would would benefit from this, you know, that their curiosity is piqued. Share it. Let's, let's not hide behind um, these secret things that we do. Knowledge is here to be shared. There is nothing to hoard. There is nothing to be paranoid about that somebody's going to get the edge over us. Like, let's all get the edge and then see what that's like on race day. Huh? Like, what if we were all just our best? I've seen this in in the athletic world, and I've talked to some elite athletes who, you know, wish that that we were all just a little more vulnerable and a little more open with, you know, our secrets to coaching and our secrets to racing and our secrets to performance. That's all fear. That's all ego to hide that stuff, to hoard that stuff. It's It's very interesting to watch and... It's empowering to choose not to uh, allow that to be our own truth. So thank you so much for joining me. I think today's topic is uh, pretty cool. I think they're all pretty cool, actually. But what I want to do is I want to make this discernment. I talk about training the mind. I talk about the brain. I talk about taming the mind. I talk about making the mind one-pointed. And and what is all this? I really want to make the discernment between what I am articulating when I speak of the brain and when I speak of the mind. So let's start with the mind. The mind, we have the universal mind, 
And then we have our individualized mind. The universal mind is everything. The universal mind is this body, is this creation of earth, is the stars, is the moon and the sun, is the galaxies, is the amazing beings that live underground, um, the amazing beings that live on the ground, the amazing beings that live under the surface of Mother Ocean. These are all creations of the universal mind, and they are also the universal mind. Isn't that cool, right? We, when we think about the mind, we think about the brain. That is not, th those are, those, the brain is the organ. The brain is just an organ. The brain, so the brain is an organ within our body, okay? The body is not who we are. It's something we have. It is a vehicle, a temple, and a home for our soul. It is us dropping into this vehicle to fulfill our work here in the world. And when I say fulfill our work, I mean fulfill our purpose. We all have a purpose. You guys, you, you, are, all, you are all a critical piece of the fabric of humanity and the universe. And my underlying intention and hope is that whatever you pull away from this podcast, maybe it's just one thing in one episode and the rest to you is not resonating, that that one thing in that one episode allows you to be more of who you are. Because nobody can live your life like you. You cannot be duplicated. You will never be duplicated, ever. You are a very important piece to the puzzle of life. And we need you to be your puzzle piece fully. All the angles and the curves and the depth and the color, just the fullest expression. And I think the fullest expression is like a flower, right? It just unfolds a little bit each day. And that's really where we are going to find that expression is just to allow ourselves to unfold within our life experience. The brain is, is just an organ within the body. And when I say the body is not who we are, let's think about that for a second. You don't say I hand, I elbow, I shoulder. You say my shoulder. It's something that you have. It's not who you are. And this is a key piece to our relationship with pain because freedom from pain, or the Yoga Sutra says like future pain is actually avoidable. And it's avoidable by really embodying and practicing that we are not the body. And in fact, that is one of our deepest flaws as humans is that we think we're the body. But let's get back to the mind and the brain. So your mind is your individualized consciousness. Okay, so when I say individualized consciousness, meaning you are an individualized reflection of your source. So the way that I describe it is that we are individualized reflections of source light. And the way it was described to me, which really helped me understand it, is imagine a line of buckets. And those buckets, are all, they're all lined up and they're filled with water. And it's a beautiful sunny day. 
and the sun is shining on each one of those buckets. But because the buckets are in different locations, right? They're not stacked on top of each other. They're, they're not just one bucket. They're all these individual buckets. The sun, the reflection of the sun is slightly different in each one. That's us. The mind is universal consciousness. Our mind, your mind, my mind, my individual mind is my individualized consciousness. Is my individualized awareness. Within that individualized awareness is conditioning. What we are actually doing when I say we're training the mind, taming the mind, whatever words I'm using, is we're actually reconditioning the mind. So we're looking at the conditioning and we're saying that, wow, 80% of it is amazing. I'm not even going to touch that right now. But there's 20% of it that's keeping me from the life that I want to live. It's keeping me in fear. It's keeping me in lack. It's keeping me in insecurity. It's keeping me in jealousy, competitiveness, where I need to be more than or less than, right? It's keeping me in ego. It's keeping me in egocentric living. So what we want to do with that 20% is we want to recondition that. And we recondition that through meditation. So we clear the mind. We start to clear that conditioning through meditation, through the communion every day with the stillness. And the stillness is our truth. Our truth is our individualized reflection of source light. Then, so we clear the mind, then we start to also purify the body. And how do we purify the body? Because we know that what we think will have an effect on the brain, which is the organ. And what we think, we become. So if we think that we are unhealthy, we will become unhealthy. If we think that we are healthy, we will become healthy. The body is going to follow. If we think we can finish that marathon at, at an Ironman really strong, we will finish that Ironman really strong. As we clear the mind, as we clear our awareness through meditation, we purify the body because now as we become more clear, as we train our awareness to be put on something other than just the automatic thoughts, the monkey mind, we start to choose thoughts that not only benefit us, but they benefit the good of all. They benefit the entire world. What do we want to see in the world? And let's look at what we're putting in the world. And is that aligned? If we find that it's not aligned, we don't need to be punished because that's the ego. We can use our free will to choose to practice new thoughts. So the purifying thoughts, the new thoughts, the thoughts that benefit us, that allow us to be our best, that allow us to be our most loving, most um, athletic, most resilient, um, funniest, uh, most fun to be around, all that stuff, most giving, uh, most supportive self, that's all going to come by choosing these new thoughts. And as we purify the thoughts, we purify the body. Now, that sounds really nice, right? Like, oh, I just choose new thoughts and I purify the body and all is good. But purifying the body also requires all of those things that have been held in the tissues and in the dark corners that we have not been seeing for so many years. Those things must dislodge and move through us. 
sometimes, many times on this path, those of us who are living as awake athletes, we do experience a little more, a couple more nicks and injuries and things like that along the way. But in the face of them, we purify even more because we notice what that automatic response is to it. Is it fear? You know, is it um, uh, unworthiness? And then we get to shift those. So see how everything, everything always is moving us in the direction that we need to go. I love that, right? Like we clear the mind through meditation and then we clear the body through our purifying thoughts because through the meditation, we get to see what we're choosing. And then if we don't like it, we can choose what we want. Through our practice of meditation, we become aware of where the mind is dwelling. Once we understand where the mind is dwelling, where our awareness is dwelling, right? Are we just always, our awareness always on the thoughts? Pretty much, that's pretty much how it is before we start instituting practices of mindfulness and meditation into our life. So through the practice of meditation and mindfulness, we are aware of where the mind is dwelling. And through that, we identify the change we want to make. Once we identify the change we want to make, we must take action on that change. And then the third step is to feel the change. And this is where we start to use the imagination too, right? You want to be a faster runner. What does that feel like? What is that person, how do they dress? How do they show up for their track workout? How do they show up for their race? What are, they, how, how, what are the words they use? And now we start, start getting into like identity creation. So we are aware of where the mind is. We identify the change. We take the action and then we feel the change. And if you make this your life, you guys, you will show up for it every day and it won't be a huge effort because you're changing on purpose and you're changing with purpose. So how does this all, how does this all um, translate to the brain? So it translates to the brain because the brain captures our consciousness. So the mind is our individualized consciousness. The brain captures that consciousness. And then the brain, we know, has that quality of neuroplasticity. And it will organize itself based on where our awareness is dwelling. We have so much control and power and say in the busyness of our mind and the um, health of our bodies by simply just noticing where our awareness is dwelling. Is it dwelling on negative thoughts? Okay, then we identify we want to make that change. We start to practice new thoughts and then we feel the change and the organ follows, the brain follows. I, I'm always just a big fan of going to the source. Yeah, we can change the brain, but what if we just changed our conditioning of our consciousness? <laughs> what if we went to the source? That just makes sense to me, and maybe it makes sense to you. Like if I want B12, I'm not going to eat an animal. I'm going to eat what the animal eats. If I want protein, I'm not going to eat an animal. I'm going to eat what the animal eats. I, I like to cut out the middleman. So I want the brain to follow my expanded consciousness, my awareness. I want the brain to follow my truth of who I truly am. And we must examine and study ourselves 
as the precursor to change. So in order to steady ourselves, we have to train the awareness to be on something other than the thoughts. That's where meditation is because meditation makes the mind one-pointed. So in meditation, we're using our breath, we're using mantra, we're using um, maybe a candle flame as our one-pointed focus. And through that, we create the gap between where our awareness is and the thoughts, the commentary, the egoic impulses. So through that examination and studying of ourselves, we that serves as the precursor to our change. And then that allows us to change on purpose. All right. I hope that helps, right? So our mind is our individualized consciousness, which comes from the universal consciousness. Our brain is an organ of the body that captures our consciousness and maps itself to reflect the consciousness. So like I said, I don't want to just attend to the brain. I want to attend to the bigger, more expanded piece of me, which is not the body. It's not the organ of the brain. It's not the organ of the heart. It is my consciousness, my soul that dropped into this body to do the work in the world. Cool. All right. Let me know what you thought of that. I think that's a lot to chew on. I want to chew on that all day long. <laughs> <laughs>